0: welcome to Dose of Support. We are an interdisciplinary show that highlights healthcare workers. We share stories and self-care in healthcare every week. I'm your host, Dr. Vanessa Casper, a nurse practitioner and a healthcare worker just like you. Remember,
1: I'm not your healthcare provider. Our guests are not your healthcare provider, and we're not giving healthcare advice here. Seek out care from your own healthcare provider.
0: This podcast, host, guests, and associated social media platforms are not representing an employer or organization. It's hard out there, so let's find some self-care in healthcare. Stay tuned. Welcome back to a special dose of support. This is episode 50, and it's finally time for me to indulge my nepotism a little bit. And I have a special guest. Today is a respiratory therapist. He's been working in healthcare for more than 12 years. He has worked with adults pediatrics, he's worked inpatient, outpatient, and now he dabbles in the DME, or Durable Medical Equipment, field. And so there's a lot to talk about today, but really, it's my husband, Billy Casper. Welcome to the show, Billy.
1: Good evening, everyone. That's it? That's all I got. (laughs) It's been a long day.
0: It has been a long day. We've... We've been house shopping. We've given a baby a suppository.
1: That was fun. It's
0: been all, I mean, hashtag marriage. Did at, get to
1: hang out in the pool with a two-year-old, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're having a good time over here. But the reason I wanted to have Billy on for episode 50 because is because it's been a year of the podcast and he's kind of been here in the background seeing you know seeing my episodes go up seeing the show come together and when I'm behind the microphone he's hanging with the toddler or actually like handling everything else because this is kind of like you know a little part-time gig for me so I kind of wanted to get Billy's Billy's perspective and talk a little bit about the state of the union really we'll call it the state of the pod Um, but let's get to know you just a little bit more. I, I always tell Billy, like, I know nothing about him. I really feel that way. And it's been since 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So
1: it's been a little while. It's been a little while. She knows a lot more about me than she... Think she does.
0: Yeah, I have the memory of a goldfish. Um, But I wanted to know, we've had respiratory therapists on the show before. What is your favorite part of being an RT?
1: My favorite part of being an RT is really just being in the healthcare field in general and helping patients. Getting that chance to, if I'm in the hospital, go and talk to the patients, help them with their healthcare, help them with their respiratory needs. For what I'm doing now, I still get to talk to the patients, train them on medical devices, even if it's not in person at the moment, and really just help them get better. So whether it's albuterol treatments or nebulizer treatments of some kind, or with this, just getting their lungs clear and keeping them out of the hospital. So
0: you're a pretty legitimate part of the healthcare team. Obviously, everyone here knows the value of a respiratory therapist, but I think people, unless they're in the DME world, probably don't know much about that. And I just wanted to know, there are lots of DME jobs it's very corporate in my like that's my impression that it's really a corporate gig but you're making it sound like you get to teach people patients and colleagues that you do have to use your clinical knowledge so can you just talk about what dme work is like
1: well for i think mine's a little specialized where we're the manufacturer of a product and we send it to patients as well and with that i really do all the education for our staff that goes out and trains our patients to make sure they get the best care possible, and get to really research and make sure, are we doing the best standard? Are we doing the best training? Then on my side, we do some remote trainings as well, and that's mostly done internally. So I get to speak with the patients and help set them up remotely when needed, and get that good 30 to 50-minute conversation with them to make sure they really understand what their diagnosis is for this, and what their care is.
0: You're so diplomatic. I was just thinking, though, when someone discharges from, let's say the hospital, or they come out of a clinic visit, when else is anyone going to spend 30 minutes educating them about their disease or their their treatment plan? It's kind of a unique thing that you get to do. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a huge plus.
1: Yeah, and I think that's true for all DME providers that do go out and do specialized equipment. They do spend that 30 minutes, maybe an hour or two, depending on what the equipment is.
0: And just for the folks that maybe work in a different area, what is DME equipment, like a wheelchair?
1: Could be a wheelchair, could be something respiratory-related like a nebulizer or a suction machine, cough assist, could be a ventilator. Could be
0: any piece of equipment that someone has a need for medically... But so on my side, I often have to like determine if somebody is qualified for, for a piece of equipment. And it's really endless. I'm sure the OTs listening can really comment on this. There's so much out there. I've even recently gotten um, a robotic stuffed animal approved for a patient. <laughs> I don't know if that falls under DME, but insurance covered it. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a specialized, it's a whole world.
1: It is, and there's hundreds, if not thousands, of different pieces of medical equipment for the DME world. Mm.
0: So, Billy, now that we know you a little bit, what do you do for self-care? Which I kind of know the answer to this, but anyone that knows you personally, I'm just going to say, like, for the listeners that don't, like, you're chill as fuck. Like, you are literally the calm to my cucumber. Like, I am, like, the high-strung one here, and you're so relaxed and, like... How do you do it? What is your self-care?
1: The biggest part of my self-care recently is going to the lake and fishing when I get a chance, or really just a little bit of alone time. I can recharge a couple different ways. The biggest is really being in a group, just talking to people, sitting down, maybe having a drink, playing a game. Pandemic, not really conducive to that, so out by the lake by myself.
0: (laughs) You are the animal whisperer. I have to say, like, pets, I think, have been very therapeutic for you. Sometimes they're a pain in the butt, like when our dog runs off and trots around the neighborhood and then we're all, like, worried about him. But, like, I think that the animals in general for you are really therapeutic.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
0: Yeah. Okay. I heard that you have questions for me.
1: So I do. So what is some of your best and favorite moments after doing this podcast for the last year?
0: I have a couple things that maybe the listeners haven't heard before. I mean, I love reading reviews. I don't read them on air. Maybe I should. Maybe that should be something that I start doing. But reading the reviews that come through... Really puts a smile on my face and makes me feel like the work that we're doing here at Dose of Support is helping people. So I read every review. I see it, I get like a notification when a review comes through. So if you haven't done one, please go to Apple Podcasts and drop a review or whatever app you listen in. And then there's also a moment where I hit 10,000 downloads for the podcast, and that happened earlier in the year and that just means that i've had more than 10,000 listens in the show and i'm i'm well over that now but i felt like that was a milestone to to say that this is people are listening so i'm not just mm-hmm. talking to like nobody <laughs> like it's hard because i kind of log into this microphone and to the platforms and put the podcast out there and i kind of don't know exactly who's listening Um, So when I saw that number come through on my tracker, I was, I felt really good. I felt like, okay, people hear this. People know that we're out there and... That felt really good. And then something really special was, um, well, it's been ongoing on and off, but the networking that I've done on Instagram or with some of our guests that have been on, I mean, I have been able to care for patients better because I've been able to make some connections. I, um, when we had to take our kiddo to a speech therapist, I actually reached out to a speech therapist on Instagram and asked for some suggestions on like tools we could use at home. And the network that we're building has been like the greatest gift that I think I've gotten this whole year.
1: All right. So what has been your hardest moment with this podcast? What's some of the tough things about doing a podcast?
0: I feel like I'm doing it alone. I think that's that's been one of the hard things is like all of the aspects of a podcast you know I record here and record with guests but I have to schedule that and then I send the guests my calendar and then we pick a date and then we record and usually during those times you're handling the kiddo Mm -hmm. (laughs) then I spend hours editing just one episode and sometimes that it just depends on the person some people are like really really talkative and they Talk for a really long time, and I end up having to cut so much of our conversation. And so, editing really takes a long time if you do it correctly. But then, after I've edited, I enter all my music. And just getting music, I had to hire out to get music. And I had to record the intro and the outro that you hear at the beginning and end of each podcast. And so, I insert those, and then I consider the episode complete. And then I drop it into a hosting platform, which is like a whole nother, I guess, I have to have this membership to this platform, and I the actual audio file goes to that place. That's where I say, okay, publish to YouTube, publish to Spotify. I have to say, like, publish to all these places. I write the description for each show. I name each show. I do marketing for each show. Like, if you ever see me post on Facebook or Instagram, I'm personally... writing up all of those things and making that um, the visual that I put with each post at the permission of the of the guest and even then like I'm posting probably Monday Wednesday Friday I'm connecting with people constantly and I'm recording on the fly all the time so I would say like the amount of work for one person it isn't doable (laughs) for forever um, but that's That's been an extra challenge that I think you know, we're new parents too. So
1: Yeah, what you probably haven't heard is the three times you've had to stop to
0: Yeah, we've actually stopped recorded recording this a few times just to just to handle the crying baby. But so I think being a new parent and deciding to do this in a pandemic, like was I making the right decision? Like, I feel like this is what people need. I feel like this is an important place for people to come to talk about their shit and a place to get self-care ideas. So you had mentioned, to change the subject, so I remember the first moment I saw you in the hospital on night shift. I even remember what room on what floor I was sitting by.
1: Was I looking hot in like my isolation gear or was I just walking down the hallway?
0: I mean, you were looking hot. But, like, That's normal. you were walking down the hallway with your buddy, with your RT buddy. I don't know if you guys were doing rounds or what you were doing. But, like... Looking I, important. You were looking important. Yeah. half I, the job. I remember thinking that your friend looked like a douchebag. it's and not very nice. I remember thinking that. And I... I was sitting at one of those computers on wheels. So I had parked myself outside of my patient's room, probably because they were like squirrely and trying to get out of bed. And I saw you walk by and it was like a slow motion moment.
1: It's because I was walking really slowly, but no. <laughs> is that not what that's, it was?
0: That's not why. Do you remember when you first, like the first time you saw me? Or is it not that clear for you? Because like, I'm pretty sure that was the first time. I
1: don't remember that particular moment, but I do remember passing you in the hallway as one of my first moments where you had nice hair, in your curly mode.
0: Yeah, in my curly days. Yeah. So Billy and I worked night shift together at a suburban hospital in Texas. And I was, you know, I just moved to Texas, I don't know, six months before we started dating or something. So I was new to the area and you had a crazy girlfriend.
1: I did right up until a few months before we started dating.
0: Right. So yeah. And then night shifters if y'all have if you've worked night shift then you know it's not easy to have like a social like your social network is the people at work or people that also do shift work or other people you can meet at 7 a.m for margaritas
1: who else wants to drink at seven in the morning all of my friends who were in college
0: So, So you asked me the best parts and maybe the most challenging parts of doing dose of support. So you've kind of heard my side, but one of the reasons I wanted you on is because I wanted to know your side of things, like what you're thinking what are your ideas for the podcast as we go into year number
1: two? Well, that's putting me on the spot. Of the tough question,
0: it is a tough question. But like, I'm thinking state of the pod goals that I have, and I want to talk about that. But you've been on like kind of the outside looking in, but also a part of the planning process a little bit and I've had you review any contracts and I feel like you you get um turfed a bunch of work
1: (laughs) I get the business manager side without getting business manager pay but hey that's okay
0: yeah exactly I'm the talent you're the manager there you go
1: do what I can yeah I'll work for scotch
0: yeah okay so so ideas moving forward do you have any
1: maybe not really because what you've been doing is For what I've heard and been able to listen to, has been working really well. Maybe just how often you release or releasing a bloopers reel. That would be fun.
0: That's a really good idea. I never keep my bloopers.
1: Well, you should start.
0: Apparently. Okay, so speaking of goals, I do have some goals. We're wrapping up our 50th episode here, and I'm going to take a few weeks off. And during that time, I... strongly encourage everyone to keep going with your self-care routines and I'm going to do the same. We're going to go on a family vacation. And during this time, I'm going to work on some aspects of the pod that I want to improve. I'm going to rework the intro and the outro. I have new interviews ready to go. I'm probably like months ahead on episodes. So there are so many good interviews coming your way for year number two. One thing that I really want to focus on more is creating episodes that have more self-care and techniques and routines and ideas for you listeners so that when you listen, you're getting value every time. And so I'm really working on creating episodes like that. And maybe I work in some comedy with a blooper reel.
1: It's a good idea. Just <laughs> it, saying. it
0: is a good idea. I hadn't thought of that. It's really important to me that everyone listening to this knows how grateful I am that you're here and that you take the time to download an episode each week, take a listen, and engage with me and our audience. I think people are finding support here, and I'm one of them the podcast has given me a lot of gifts that I didn't know I needed. I didn't know that the network we're creating was going to be so valuable to me. I I didn't know. And it's just amazing what I'm learning as I go on this journey. And I really want you to know that I'm so grateful that you are a part of it. So thank you so much for being here. And I want to thank Billy for joining the show today and giving a little bit of personality behind um, the person I talk about all the time because i sort of do mention you
1: you talk about me
0: i do talk oh, about i you. feel special now you're you That's are good. special mm-hmm. most
1: of my conversations are with the two-year-olds are so being talked about it's pretty nice
0: <laughs> yeah he's not he's not salty at all about parenting <laughs> maybe we should start a parenting pod <laughs>
1: on how to fail at parenting. how to or... fail at parenting no, we don't fail
0: <laughs> i'm so glad i'm not the only one that feels like that billy is super dad you guys he's he's really super dad
1: how to deal with a grumpy toddler who doesn't like to sleep. Too long? Or yeah, is that a good that's title?
0: that's too long of a title. Okay. Marketing is not your thing. That's my thing.
1: i a business manager, not stay, marketing. Stay Different. in your lane, Billy. Fine.
0: Okay, so I hope you get the message loud and clear that Dose of Support will be back in three weeks' time on July 7th with episode 51 and a whole new lineup and some fun new things and that this is a place for healthcare workers to find that self-care in healthcare. You can extend Dose of Support even further by visiting us on Facebook, Instagram, on our website, or by giving us a rating or review. You can always support the show monetarily on patreon.com slash doseofsupport. Dose of Support is written, organized, emails, edited, produced, published, all the things by me, Vanessa Casper, with exclusive music by John Schreier. I'm punching out this week, But I will be back in your ears next week for another Dose of Support.